This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, Episode 11. Welcome to the Wizard's Night Shirt. This is episode 11. I'm Scott, and I'm here with me are Rebecca. Hello. And Will. Hello. Sorry. It's Scott. <laughs> it's uh, Today we're reviewing He-Man Season 1, Episode 6, Tila's Quest. Air date was uh, September 6, 1983. And in this episode, Tila searches for her mother's identity, and He-Man helps her confront Merman. This was a real merman showcase. Not that we have to talk about that yet, but well, this was merman's time to shine. I know he seemed like Skeletor level villain. He was great. Yeah, he was. He was all all up in it, and he took it to a new level of almost being as good as Skeletor. <laughs> well, he well he did have access to a sea demon, which is pretty cool. And you know what else is cool, besides sea demons, of course, is um, having behind-the-scenes unfettered access to professional wrestlers. And Will, I hear that you had something like that happening in this episode as well. Uh, That's right. We talked to professional wrestler Salvador Morocco, and he's going to explain to us about how to live the He-Man lifestyle. And we had such a good time talking to Salvador. We actually have some extra bonus content from that interview on our uh, Facebook page, which should be up there uh, Monday or Tuesday when this comes out. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing this, too, because I didn't get to go along. And um, all I remember is that when the three of us went to the show um, when he was at recently, we all really enjoyed him. So I think this will be a big trip for everybody. Yeah, he's great. He's super good. He's super funny. And he's a big He-Man fan, so it should be a good good segment. Anyway, back to Merman and the water-based lifestyle. Does um, Do you ever have to take your kids to the aquarium? Have you done aquarium yet with the kids? Mm, have I done aquarium? I, well, I mean... Uh, our zoo had the new aquarium and that's pretty much the only one that we've my relatives have taken them to the cincinnati one that's supposed to be really nice and uh they seem to enjoy it i guess i don't know are they into the scary fish or the nice fish or is it pretty unremarkable and they're just there to get all the popcorn um well the 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 touch tanks they they really enjoy that but they don't want to touch anything (laughs) (laughs) uh, and uh my my daughter's very proud last time when she actually touched a stingray i was like oh that's very impressive honey you know she was very excited so yeah other than that i I think it's just an amazement too like seeing a huge tank like that with all the fish and uh um but i mean being in the generation of uh finding nemo of course there's Nemo and there's Dory, you know, that sort of thing. So it's oh, like, Oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So we were a little mermaid generation. Yeah. So there's little Sebastian. mermaid would not have done well against Bakul. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I was very mature for my age. So I really never got into little mermaid. Did you do lots of fishing though? Growing up? You, you're a Tennessee. Lady. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't like the little mermaid. No, I mean, I was just like a little bit grown. I was mature for my age and like, I just, I mean, I was like in third grade or so when it came out and I just never got into it. I like, I don't know. And also I was poor and we didn't. (laughs) Did you like it? I mean, I don't even know if I saw it for like the longest time. I was, yeah, I don't know. Did, did Did you see, did you see Aladdin or Lion King or Beauty and the Beast? I've, I saw them 
in school eventually on videotape. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. That's how it was. Yeah, no, we never had it. And by the time The Lion King came out, I was like, that was sixth grade for me. And I was way too grown for that because I was already like into like, you know, bad girl music. So like... <laughs> What's bad girl music? <laughs> like Nirvana. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so right. I, I was too grown for all that. But That's anyway, funny. no. Ariel's um, kind of poor. She's like looking at thingamabobs and thingamajigs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> She's using forks for combs. She's a royal princess. She is not poor <laughs> oh in God. any way. <laughs> Scott is over here white nodding for Ariel. Like, don't you talk about Ariel? Don't you say it? She's majestic. She traded her voice because it didn't matter. She wanted. No, I'm just wondering because that's like that was like the you know the heyday for yeah for Disney for a while. Well, yeah, my um the music teacher actually of middle school she had like a big Little Mermaid mural painted on the wall, and I think that also. Maybe that put a bad taste in my mouth, too, because I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> she likes it. Okay. it can't be good. Yeah. Right. right. Going so far as to dress up as Ursula for, like, teacher Halloween. Although Ursula's, Ursula's well, pretty cool. Well, yes, but, like, I know that now. Right. But, but she was no. associated with Little Mermaid. That, that makes right. sense. I'm going to tell you. you I'm, yeah, did, oh, sorry. Did, in, in your elementary school, did you guys, like, make, did your teacher give you, like, make mixtapes? What? <laughs> God, I think you had a special relationship I, with your teacher. No, no. Was... no, it was a whole class. Like we had. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the big song? What was v- Vanilla Ice like? Or, or yeah. like, so, yeah, like. Every, no, everyone... I was a fan of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you okay. were a fan of that. Okay. I was just. I was just curious. <laughs> Did your was... teacher give you? No, mixed that's takes? really sweet. Well, like it was for the whole. It was set for everybody in the class. Like, Did or each if you kid wanted get it. their own mixtape. No, 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 no. It was the same. It oh, was they, like same, like two or three songs. Yeah, well, they played in the class. And I, th- I think she would make you a copy if you wanted it. Oh, That's really sweet. That is nice. That, that is, is nice. nice. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, was not. It was. Sweet. It was. It wasn't like she was giving me like <laughs> yeah. mixtapes. Like here's the thing from the bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your parents hear. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs> Talk about some overall thoughts to, to frame the episode a little bit. Well, I just don't even know how I'm going to live my life now knowing you were right about Queen Marlena being an astronaut from Earth. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. Like, Will is just going to gloat. Like, and I, I had said to him earlier this week, I'm like, Will, you, you're going to gloat. You haven't seen it yet, but you're going to gloat. He's like, don't and tell just me. let you know, just remember that I agreed with you. Um, you know what? Uh, when you were saying that, I thought it was going to be Orco related. I forgot this is one of the other several things that I'm right about. And, <laughs> and so I've chosen to be magnanimous, as I usually am. And I'm going to be very calm about the fact that I told you Queen Marlena was a Earth astronaut. Right, but you also could have just made that up. It sounds pretty made up, but but it, it, I mean it's it's He Man's world, so <laughs> I'll grant. So you know, like I was already a little bit stressed out when the episode opened, and you know, like we're seeing what I had to quickly identify as an asteroid belt. So I'm like, okay, they made fun of me last time because I didn't pay attention to whether it was a moon <laughs> or a different planet on Phantos, and I was like, well, I better know for like the space dorks up in here. I'm like, okay, well, it's an asteroid belt. We're seeing an asteroid belt, and then I'm like, oh my mother of what and then that was my whole life just flashed before my eyes 
And then there was Queen Marlena. Well, I'll in gra- space. grant you, even I was a little confused because that ship that she was uh, flying around in was a little um, advanced for an Earth ship that we're aware of. I've never seen a NASA ship that looks like something that advanced before. So she's not only from Earth, she's also from the future. I think so. I think this is a I think this is set in the future a little bit. Because also our technology was good enough that she was in an asteroid belt near another civilized planet. <laughs> so And well and maybe in nineteen eighty three they thought we might be that advanced <gasps> by now. You're right. I think that's true. So when Queen Marlena crash lands on Eternia um, it hits think, no mud at all. Hits no mud at all, so it was not a soft landing. Do you think she got out of the ship and was like, what a dump? She seems pretty fond of it, so I think, she, you know, she was mostly just happy to be alive. And we, of course, didn't get the whole story about how she met and married the king. I know. <laughs> Which is important and good, but that's all right. There's a whole ceremony and everything because she's not, she's, not a, she's not a princess and stuff. They had to make her a princess and all that. She's not Eternian. Yeah, I wanted to know what King Randor said to make her feel better about living there. <laughs> well, the palace is pretty good. And obviously he didn't mind marrying an alien, technically. That's true. They really lucked out that our physiology was very similar. <laughs> and she did not bring any deadly bacteria with her. That's or true. Like, like that. it, Yeah, it's like a, like um, uh, Columbus bringing over polio exactly, and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. You could wipe out whole tribes like that. No, maybe she did. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's nobody on Eternia. And then it, that's why it turned into a dump. That's right. Way to go, Marlena. There's nobody on Eternia except for Skeletor's men and the palace people. You and your Earth cooties have ruined the whole planet. <laughs> Way to go. You're exactly right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, that was we're, we're seeing a, a man at arms tinkering again with his memory projector, and then that's how we were treated to this flashback. Yeah, uh, they're sitting around in it looks like the palace living room. They're on, like, some couches, and Queen Marlena has on this little uh, memory halo thing that lets them uh, review their old memories. And already it's a pretty good episode. I I forgot to mention, so this was a Paul Dini episode. This was a Paul Dini episode, So we thought that it was going to be uh, a good one. I mean, it really, you can really see the difference when they've got an A-list writer on it. It was was a pretty sharp episode. Well, I still have my issues with it, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, it has to do with my campaign over whether we should hashtag Teltila. This was a major hashtag Teltila. This was like the ultimate hashtag Teltila. It was. They, <laughs> well, they kind of did, but then... They, they, they cheated. It was almost worse. Yeah, It so, was so worse. We'll have, we'll have I to, think it was worse. We'll, def, we'll definitely have to talk about it. But I was really impressed. One of, the, one of the things I think we'll get into as we're talking about it too is I think he did a really good job understanding each of the characters. I feel like he got all the characters exactly right. You see Man-at-Arms being like a real um, papaw in his garage, and you see Tila being feisty and capable, and He-Man is a layabout, and Orko's funny. He just, he just really seemed to understand the world. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, I'm also I'm sure that the effect was heightened by um, the selection of score, for each character, you know, when Tila comes in to yell at Prince Adam at the beginning of the the story, there's like some up to some trouble music, like "Oh, Tila's gonna she, here she comes," like you know. And then when Orko starts acting like an idiot, Will holding you personally responsible, um, you know, they always have to play his Orko like Orko mischief music. That's so madcap. 
just want to smack his little stupid non-existent face, Orko. You can't. He'll disappear. <laughs> you can't. He's more powerful than you give him credit for. <laughs> well, I, I just I find it funny that you know he's he's in the thing and it's like it's like they look like rockets. Like, come on, is he really that dumb? He's not that dumb. What looks like rockets? The, the, where, where, he's, where he got his parts for his music box. Oh, oh right. wait, you're talking about yeah. what he thinks of <laughs> What? It's his favorite. Yeah, that's where we're, are we there yet? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, that, okay, that okay. is where we are, right, yeah. where he gets yelled at and then i love how when man at arms is concerned that this contraption is a bomb and therefore is going to explode orko just winks out of existence for a second like he's not gonna stand around and help anybody he's not gonna be like well here's the code to disarm the bomb he doesn't know orko's just gone so orko was actually using parts from man at arms workshop which i could just assume was a no-no you just know you should not be going to man at arms workshop it looked very high tech and very important you should know he should not even be in there orko and if it's not clear what we were talking about orko was making a music box for the queen out of bomb parts that man at arms had laying around but the music box worked I will, I will say that. Until yeah. it exploded. No, it exploded first, then it worked. <sighs> it didn't explode, did it? Well, in the water, you at saw the, the water come up a little bit. At the end, it did. So it all worked out, because Orko's no. also got super genius powers. That is the wrong lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Oh, can we back up a little bit, too? Um, before they go over there, Tila uh, shows up to yell at Adam, because mm-hmm. Adam did not show up to practice his combat. And so Tila wants to know what he was up to, and she puts the memory halo on... Prince Adam's head, and she sees that he and Cringer were out fishing and snoozing by a tree. <laughs> yeah, with the pole propped up. <laughs> Which is a nice touch. I felt oh, like yeah. Paul Dini got it exactly right. That was very funny. That was a good gag. <laughs> it was hard not to laugh at that. <laughs> so after... um. Orko makes this beautiful music box, and Man at Arms tells him he does a great job. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, rewind. <laughs> Tila comes in because she has questions about her parents. What made her think about that uh, again? I guess she was seeing the, the queen. Well, she puts it on, doesn't she, for a little bit, try to figure it out? Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she must have, yeah. Yeah, she sees Man at Arms playing with her right, as a kid. Right, right. The mustacheless man at arms who is hard to remember because he doesn't have charisma. Yeah, that's right. And so that's when... Uh, have we had a hint before that um, he wasn't her biological dad? I don't think so. I think it's the first time. Okay. I, I, I was shocked. But then again, you know, I don't watch these real carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Worst He-Man review ever. But, um, he yeah. Said, he said her real father died in battle and he was one of the bravest people he's ever met. And he will honor her real father's wishes that he will uh, not tell Tila the secret of who her mother is. And that's something she's going to have to figure out for herself. And and here is where it finally occurs to us that the shade of red that her hair is, is not quite the shade of red that his mustache and helmet hair (laughs) I guess that's true. I was like, well, I guess they are different. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, uh, Tila starts... um, having some memories of uh, Man-at-Arms caring for her when she's a kid, and you see a little montage. It's pretty sweet of him showing her, like, how to shoot a bow and arrow and how to behave at court and all that kind of stuff, and you sort of see that he was a good dad, but she's 
but she's sad about not knowing who her parents are. Oh, yeah. That was just a regular Harry Chapin video there. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. I loved it. I thought it was really cute. Oh, yeah, cute. it was. It was cute. It was yeah, very cute. I love her. There were lots of there. cute things that happened in this episode before Paul Dini ruined it with his <laughs> ruining. But, but anyway. But at that point, that's when Orko comes comes up because he's a wise confidant. <laughs> and um, Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> he sees her sad and she's telling him that she wants to figure out who her real mother is. And so she's resolved to go find the Oracle by the Crystal Sea. Yes. And the Crystal Sea, that's where Comes we found the again. shaping staff. Yeah, the Crystal Sea's got a lot of action. Apparently. I thought it was awesome. They brought back the lore. It wasn't just a throwaway line. Yeah, some good stuff happening in the Crystal Sea, along with monsters. <laughs> really good stuff? You think there's good <laughs> stuff happening there? Interesting There's stuff. Magic Just, stuff. A, a, okay, a magic stuff. Okay. If you but, were playing but, a video game, you'd be excited to go to the Crystal Sea. Yes, yeah, true. But you you have to jump around a lot of things, and not get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be a terrible zone to go to because you know you'd have to like load into a different area. You know, it's like they made it an interior cell, but it's outside. You're like, why can't I just swim there? I'm thinking about it being like uh, the early Final Fantasy games. There's like nonstop random encounters, so you can't get anywhere or do anything. <laughs> Oh yeah, like yeah. That. So you get like two two inches, and you're like, Damn. It's just, yeah, it's just shadow beasts all over the place. You're never gonna get to Bakul at the yeah. end. Yeah, I fall out. Right, was it red scorpions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all all Cazadors all the time. <laughs> Uh, so He-Man's working on his sky sled, which I also thought was a nice touch. If he was like a like a kid who never left home, you know, he'd always just be working on his motorcycle all the time. Oh yeah, like like a uh, Mark from Roseanne or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like thinking about Roseanne. Good show. So he's working on the sky sled, and you just see Tila just whiz by on some new toy you can buy. It's like a sky yacht or something. It was pretty cool. And uh, Orko blabs to. Prince Adam exactly where she's going, and he's like, he's like, Orko, you should have stopped her. Yeah, because Orko could have done that with his powers. He had a hard choice to make. Huh? Since uh, Adam sees this happening, he decides to go ahead and go after her, because he has learned that she's going to the Crystal Sea, which is very dangerous. He goes ahead, transforms into He-Man, and then here again, we have Battle Cat reluctant to be battle cat why do they keep doing this to him do i have to be battle cat he's like yes you have to i just i'm just still struggling with like what is this supposed to teach children it's like okay when you don't want to do something that's scary sometimes you have to be brave and do it anyway i think is what we're going for here but that could easily morph into i don't know when you really don't want to do something, do it anyway, kid. I play for those clarinet lessons, or like you know. Well, if he if battle if creature's uh, turning into someone else, he's not really <clears throat> being being brave. He's like he's stepping aside to let somebody else deal with it. So I'm wondering if they're the same identity or not. <clears throat> Does I mean like he? It's the same same issue with He Man. Like is is he He Man or is He Man a completely different identity that takes over? I don't know, man. I think these are some questions for some Eternia psychologist. It reminds me of uh, like that. There's that a uh, book that Alan Moore wrote, the Miracle Man. The Miracle Man is like the Superman character, and part of the story is Miracle Man just starts taking up more and more time, and eventually he just squeezes the other guy out, the Clark Kent guy out. And I could see that happening with Prince Adam. 
Yes, I believe the type of nuance we expect to find in an Alan Moore story <laughs> is going to be in He-Man. Oh, he could whoop up on a He-Man story. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that <clears throat> be? Yeah. Yeah. He tried to do that over in Image Comics and tried to clean up some of their stuff. Y'all let Alan Moore do what he wants to do, okay? <laughs> that's just, that's for the world, everybody. Let him have his long fingernails and his... Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, he looks crazy as all get out. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. great. He's great. I mean, he's great, but he's he he looks just... looks crazy. I wish that I looked like Alan Moore. Like, that. sometimes that's, like, the body I wish really? I could inhabit for, like, a day really? or some time. Really? Yes. What? Seriously. He's already into snake gods and stuff. It's not a far cry to get into eternity and stuff. Your first step, Reg, is to get a... right at home. I know. You need to get an Ozzy Osbourne finger ring. That's your first step to transforming into him. Well, Which finger? done and done. Uh, pointer finger, I think. Pointer ring. finger? He wears several rings on each finger, yeah. I'm sure. They all give him is different Is it like powers. a skull thing or like a dragon <laughs> or something? He has like a dragon fingernail. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like the whole finger. Yeah. Like it's like armor for your finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. If that's... I have to grow my nails, I have like though, three I'm of those. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, I thought they might be a relic from your high school days as a bad boy. <laughs> he did have a wallet chain. This is true. Wallet chains, <laughs> wallet chains all around. <laughs> and now, mastering your universe, you have the power to change your life. I float on the seas of change. I'm a talented magician. Yes, my skills are formidable. Oh, dearie my, I contribute in meaningful ways. The other boys look up to me, Father. Ego is the true beast. Today's guest is professional wrestler Salvador Morocco, who's here to tell us about living the He-Man lifestyle. My name is Salvatore Morocco. I am the heavyweight champion of Maximum Force Wrestling and the best bet going in Las Vegas, Nevada today. I'm here to tell you how to get big and strong like He-Man. Once you're done with these workouts, you'll have the power to drop kick a volcano, leg press a tank, and do other fantastic tests of strength just like He-Man does. Now, let's get into the task at hand. You want to get big like He-Man? Well, I hate to break it to you, it's not going to happen. First off, you're not in Eternia. God knows what they're eating over there in Eternia. The cows, if there even are cows, but some sort of big beast that has meat that you can consume, probably has some sort of HGH in it naturally, or EGH, Eternia growth hormone, that gets them nice and big. I mean, just look at everybody. Mad at Arms is huge. Even Skeletor is huge. And he can't even eat anything. He doesn't even have skin to keep the food in his mouth. But you want to get big like He-Man. We can get you going in the right direction. Now, you got to lift up some weight. You got to have some resistance against those muscles. Pick a body part that you want to get bigger and start lifting. Can I swear? Now, I tackle all my body parts which is why I'm not a monster, but I am extremely fit. So I know what I'm doing. First, like I said, lift something, target a body part and work it till it hurts. Then put some protein in your body. I put all the protein in my body right after I work out because your muscles want it. And that's how it grows. Then fix your diet. 
Get all that crap that you put in there every day out of there. Do you think I eat cupcakes and brownies and cookies? No, I don't. Because they're not good for you. And they're not going to make you look good either. So, fix what you eat. Kill the muscles. And live it every day. I'm not saying you can't have stuff you like. I have pizza every week. Once a week. Not every freaking day for lunch. Alright? Now you already know this. I'm sure people have told you. It's not a hidden secret. There's a science to it. Follow it. You'll get big. Big like He-Man? Probably not. But you can get as big as you possibly can. Do that and you're on your way. So, for more of myself, you could follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by just searching Salvatore Morocco or by the hashtag Main Event Morocco. Woman Tila is off on some mission. Uh, <laughs> well, we were talking about bad boys like Skeletor. Okay. Skeletor, who is observing Tila on his um, scrying glass TV with all his henchmen. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Yes. Right. And this is... Okay, now, I know earlier we, we saw that Merman's powers were like of the rivers, but he is originally from the Crystal Sea, we have found. So I'm assuming there's some like islets or some fjords or whatever that Merman technically emerged from. Well, he probably could hang out in all those places, but he only master of the boring oh, places. Oh, right. He He's couldn't not master, master the, the sea. <laughs> so it's like he had to like go to a city where the job market wasn't quite as hard. Exactly. Okay. But he was literally big fish in a small pond. <laughs> that's so pithy <laughs> i love it yeah and uh so here we find out that uh merman had been wronged by because he's he... making a case to skeletor why he should be picked to handle this problem oh right right yeah because he had been wronged like he had a sacrifice taken away from him 20 years prior and he wanted to get revenge on these people and so this is you know merman's revenge the whackering. <laughs> the whackering. I can't do the voice. Scott, give us a mermaid. You're from the sea. Give us a reckoning. Reckoning. You got it. I can't do it. It's fine. We get a clue about their ages, I guess. This happened 20 years ago. He was at least 20 then. He's at least 40 now, right? Yeah, they're all old men. I mean, a like fish 50, goes 50 from, like, 60 year olds. egg to fish. There's not a whole lot of excitement there. Well, we, we, it was discussed earlier that, that Skeletor's, like, 300 years old or something, isn't he? <laughs> Probably. Probably. If, we go, if we're going by um, expanded universe canon, I think he was, like, a contemporary of the king. He's, like, a, he's like an evil uncle-type character. So, I guess he's probably, like, 50. And I... I just want to ask, so in, in your life, how often do you want to say, so be it? So be it! <laughs> exactly. Um, so be it! <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good pronouncement. That's good. Like when the dog wants to go outside. Yeah. That kind of thing. I yeah. should start saying that more. Like when somebody asks you something, or, or you just, you're just like, so be it. Or wait staff want to know what you want at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> right, all of these like, good examples. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> or or the or the drive through when they ask you if you want cheese on your Jimmy John's sandwich. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. Oh. oh my god, that would just prolong the order so much longer. What'd you say? It's like, oh nothing, nothing. I'm leaving. Really? You have you have problems there? I have no yes. problems. I never have problems there. If you oh, if you say anything more than the number, it gets complicated. No, I never I never. Really? Never. Your Jimmy John's is on point, apparently. Give apparently. how do you do it? How do you do it? I just I say the number and then I say I want I want peppers and uh, what's the extra stuff peppers onions and something else. See, yours sounds way more complicated than mine. Maybe they have to pay attention to yours. Yeah. Oh, do 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 you minus something off the sandwich? No, 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 no. no, I don't do that. I don't do that. I used to. Hey, Rebecca, remember when I used to go to Wendy's and only get ketchup and lettuce on chicken sandwiches? I just I just don't even want to talk about that. Because no, I just when, think what? when you go to a fast food restaurant, you don't get to be picky. <laughs> Is that what you want? Yeah. You want ketchup you want and lettuce? chicken sandwich with just ketchup and lettuce. And so I know there's a way you can punch that into the computer, but on principle, I'm just like, dude, you're at Wendy's. You clearly do not care about what's going in your body. Whatever slop they throw at you, put it in your mouth and shut up. Well, you used to act like you were in mourning. You were so ashamed. Like you had to have on like more, <laughs> like sunglasses. See, the, I, th- I think the problem is with fast food is that you have to add something to it. You can't subtract anything. Okay. So they, they can add stuff to it pretty easily, but it's like you subtract something, they're like, oh, crap. I'm going to give you one more. When I used to go and camping trips and boy scouts before i go i had to go to dairy queen and get a mayonnaise and hot dog just a just mayonnaise on the hot dog is that a southern thing <laughs> I don't I, think that's so. not a southern uh, thing that's just dairy queen had Dude, wait, 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 I, I got another follow-up question okay. did you eat bologna no no oh, you would eat hot dogs disgusting. but not bologna disgusting that makes no sense bologna at all is slimy no it's not it's slick what would you, you say of mayonnaise no, it's not that's like spam that's so That's gross. Sp- sp- spam is slimy. Oh, it's just like visceral. Bolo- no, it's not. Bologna's, oh. bologna's a hot, a big hot dog. It's a giant hot dog. It it's cut into slices. I don't think hot so. Dogs. I don't think so. I, I, if you ate a bologna mayonnaise sandwich, you would probably be like, this tastes like Whoa. a hot dog sandwich. Well, I'm not a dog. Okay. <laughs> I'm not beast man. I don't eat just anything. All right. I just eat so, fish heads. So... Question is, do you still eat mayonnaise and hot dogs? No, that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Just that so, one so, so your adult life, you have developed some taste, yeah. different taste. Yeah, I eat like a, a, a human boy these days. Okay. Yeah. Ketchup, oh, ketchup and mustard on your hot dog? Yeah, I'll do both now. Okay. I'll do both now. And not mayonnaise. Go figure. Mm. <laughs> mayonnaise has no place on a hot dog. And I love mayonnaise. That's an unpopular opinion. I love mayonnaise. I'm just going to say it. I don't care who knows. I like mayonnaise, too. Miracle Whip can shove it. Yeah. Okay. Mayonnaise. So be it. Exactly. (laughs) Miracle Whip. Get lost. (laughs) We settled that. So Merman was the right choice for this mission, and I want to oh, give, he was great. I want to I give just, Skeletor credit him. for that because sometimes I think he doesn't even try to pick the right people for the mission. He's like, "We're gonna bake a cake and get somebody in there. We clearly need a Cobra and <laughs> and Webster." So uh, I'm glad he picked the Merman for going to the the Crystal Sea, and I think I think Skeletor just liked the poetry of uh, Merman's dilemma, so which is why he had to say something so arch, like "So be it." And so we get Merman. Yeah, yeah. Merman was great in this. So then Tila shows up at the uh, 
crystal sea, and right away she's got trouble. Yeah, but she handles it all right. Shadow know? Beast. She didn't make a plan, though, and I don't like that. Like, Sheila, make a plan. Do you feel like the Shadow Beast scream sounded a little bit like somebody else's scream? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did not fit. Like the, um... What's the Banshees? The Banshees? This is the Banshees? Harpies. There you go. They Banshees, weren't, They weren't that, um otherworldly but they were very high pitched yeah for their big um because they had big like uh gorilla bodies and big uh, like rotund chests and i wanted more of like a deep right. gut- guttural yeah. yeah 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 maybe they could maybe they could have had a had a had a, had a, had a big southern voice to yell at her <laughs> hey it's a crystal sea would you come around here, Tila? <laughs> How would they know her name? Oh no, everybody in Crystal Sea knows Tila. She's like, she's like bad news around there. I guess so. You was that baby? What we found that nest that time? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, we gonna get you. Doom, doom, doom. That's them walking. Anyway, no, but she handled. They're that all fine. brothers for some reason too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl <laughs> on on Newhart. Except they're bears. Larry Barrel and Bear. Larry Barrel and Bear. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's my other brother Bear. That's my brother Bear. That's my other brother Bear. <laughs> I was. I'm still trying to think of a good voice for them. Yeah. What do you want to hear from some uh, some some gorilla shadow? Also, this is the Crystal Sea. Couldn't we get some um, aquatic people here? Oh, that is true. What's that? What's that? It's, it's, well, it's not a sea. It's not really a sea. But it's like a sea is like, like a, a the beach. It's, it's like, like a metaphor. It's like icy beach. <laughs> yeah. It's a metaphor. Is there water? Wheel? I don't see any water. <laughs> the sea demon comes from the water. It was somewhere. Yeah, but that's like a. It was like a little pool. So. It is the crystal sea. It was a kiddie pool. Anytime you guys disagree about anything in the future, people are going to remember <laughs> this <laughs> argument, and I'm going to have so much. It was credit. like a pond. It was like a pond. <laughs> the crystal pond. <laughs> yeah, they don't call the it the crystal above, pond. Because they didn't want to draw it's, it's it doesn't mean it was It's a sea of crystals. There. It's not, a, and they call it the crystal the, sea. The crystal slip and slide. Okay, I'll the give you that. The crystal run through the spring. You, you, you don't, the don't want the crystal slip and slide, because that'll just, like, cut you. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be painful. <laughs> this is not as much fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> Yeah, Taylor does a pretty good job, but she only I was surprised she took her staff and not a blaster. She didn't take a pistol a blaster pistol like she usually does. Well Maybe we reflect off the crystal and hurt her. It would. That is a problem. Okay. She thought about that. Well, I did like seeing um her little tactical belt. She had like some uh flashbang beads that she could throw at people. That yeah. was pretty cool, Tila move. I also did appreciate the episode several times, you know, uh characters when referring to her said like oh tila she can handle herself yeah. like nobody was like tila idiot gonna go fix her problems stupid like no yeah. it was never that you know like she's a little rash sometimes because nobody tells her anything she needs to know but yeah no she handled herself fine she got to the oracle who sounded just like prince adam <laughs> did <laughs> yeah, he not he did sound like he him. Said, it, it was it was like Prince Adam doing a Jeff Goldblum. Because <laughs> he was, it was very uh, mild-mannered. It seemed like it wasn't a big deal to be the Oracle. Right. Like Prince Adam reading uh, affirmations on a YouTube video. <laughs> he did have some affirm- hair, though. He, he was very handsome-looking in an Oracle kind of way. See, I was going to say he kind of had a Christopher Lambert thing going on. <laughs> Christopher Lambert? I guess I'm just thinking about the wild white hair. You mean Christopher Lee? No, like 
uh, the Highlander in Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure that you talk about we talk about the same person. Yeah. I, just, I can't ever take the the name Lambert seriously. Cause yeah, of, it doesn't have any gravity. No. Yeah. Well, the the Disney short. I don't know if you Lambert. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yeah. We can talk about that after. <laughs> okay. That's it. The Oracle's Cave. So Christopher Lambert gives her a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> and then Freddie Mercury comes on the stage and they play sword fight. <laughs> yeah, and in that video, I can't, the high the, we're talking about the Highlander um, Princes of the Universe. Princes of the Universe theme song. Christopher Lambert comes out with a sword and a trench coat and tennis shoes, which must be the most nineties thing I've ever thought of in my life. It's very nineties cool. I mean, tennis shoes mm-hmm. like K Swiss. Yeah, you know how everybody the cool dudes had trench coat and tennis shoes. Oh yeah, that was the. Look. I thought that was I thought they were Doc Martens. They were. Coats. I was. See, I was just gonna say like with Doc Martens being such a big deal, he had to work really hard in the nineties to to not have. I mean, it was the eighties. Scott, what's the PC CD-ROM game you liked so much where it's got the detective? Uh, is that Night of the Tentacle, Day of the Tentacle? Day of the Tentacle. Yeah, yeah he wears a trench coat and tennis shoes. Well, that's very nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. We, 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 we established that? that. Yeah. All right. We've established. Okay. We established that. Okay. So what happens in this flashback? So we finally get the uh, the origin of Man at Arms's special relationship with Sorceress slash, in our minds, Man at Arms's fake relationship with Falcons, where he thinks all Falcons are sorcerers always, <laughs> and he takes orders from Falcons. That's right. <laughs> that was the that's the canon that we have devised. Because he is in the jungle for some reason without his mustache, and he sees Zor, the uh, sorceress falcon, who who he has not met yet, flying overhead. And he follows the falcon to a cliff and sees that the falcon's trying to protect its nest from Merman and his fishmen who are trying to get to the nest. And Man at Arms throws like a gas dart up on the cliff and it makes Merman and his fishmen fall off and not die. And then he gets to the nest and it is a baby inside that is Tila. But let me tell you, that baby is jacked. Did you notice that? Everybody's jacked. Even babies there, they come out. She's doing push-ups in the womb. They only know how to draw muscles like these animators. They only know how to draw one type of thing and it is people with huge pecs and biceps. (laughs) Even babies. (laughs) <laughs> she's trained she's born to it i'm uh, sorry i was trying to think of what's his name that draws the oh you're talking about rob liefeld <laughs> there you go rob liefeld yes that's all he knows for right. those of you listening at home scott made a big bosom gesture from his own chest i i was i was making peck gestures <laughs> yes well yes because rob, rob liefeld likes to make his chest large. Well, you think I know for men. You're talking about the cap, the infamous Captain America. Oh, I'm talking about most of his I, any most of his stuff from that era. Yeah, from the early '90s is ridiculous. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah, like all the weird, exaggerated stuff from that era, like Eon Flux and stuff too. <laughs> so Tila's about to get her whole story explained, but the uh, Oracle stops short of explaining who the baby is. Because he says, I sense danger. Yeah, come on, Oracle. You're not in danger. You're an orb. So, You're not even here. Where is he? It was, it was a little warning for her. He was trying to be nice. I guess so. He could just keep there, standing there and oracling <laughs> <laughs> until she gets slaughtered. By she could have just asked Oracle. I bet Oracle could have done it. <laughs> what? 
He could have oracled for her. You think so? <laughs> you, you just the the implication and the similarity of the syllables uh-huh. like orco yeah. oracle. That's yeah, he he could, but then she would get like a that weird eye thing going on or something. <laughs> right. It would backfire in yeah. some in some terrible way. You can learn your your past, but you're gonna look ugly for the rest of your life. So merman and the fishmen have, uh, have at least temporarily captured Tila. Uh, he man shows up and he's saying she'll she's probably gonna be okay because she can she can handle herself but the crystal sea is pretty dangerous so uh he man arrives on the scene and basically the situation they've got set up is merman has tila captive and he's trying to summon bakul the sea demon with a crimson pearl that he has in his spear and uh this is going to um make up for the time that his sacrifice was stolen from him 20 years ago yes uh the sacrifice is necessary for him to control bakul slash appease bakul which is also a Bakul name, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. What if? Can, can, I mean, it never works when you say like, "Hey, here's my new cool nickname, you guys." But what if that was my new cool nickname? It's Bakul. Bakul. Well, you, be, you better get some Ozzy Osbourne finger jewelry <gasps> before you start telling people your name is Bakul. Okay, I, think I, gotta, you, I think you need like a large necklace at that point. Yeah. Also, I do if, have one of those. Are you still listening to bad girl music? Always. Okay. Well, you know it's my number one jam. <laughs> you do have a D. You do have Do t-shirts and such. I think you could lean into. That's my other person. I wish I looked like. If I could embody one person, it would be Alan Moore. And then if I could embody somebody else, it would be Ronnie James Dio. Like that's the little body I would want to live in. <laughs> and mine would be Bob Newhart. <laughs> well, this is a madcap. Adventure. That is no. <laughs> Why, Scott? Who's who do you want to be? <laughs> Embody somebody? Yeah, yeah, like if you get to just you know, you just get to look have like somebody body. else. Yeah, walk around in someone else for a while. I have no idea. You're like, I'm happy being Scott. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm not that happy being myself. But but, <laughs> but I haven't really thought about it. I guess I'll get back to you. Okay, I, I, I'm. You could have a whole here. existential crisis now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> he man can't help her because they have some big ice wall shut down in front of him. And they had a really cool, really nice little animation of um, uh, Battle Cat scratching on the outside like yeah. a cat would do to go outside. I thought that was pretty cute. That was pretty funny. He was sort of batting at it like he needed yeah. to go out. Yeah, yeah. Like like if you're trying to sleep and you close the bedroom door and your cat's not having it. Well, the cat usually just shoves it, his paw under the door. <laughs> well, Cringer knows about that since he has to live outside. Like an animal. Again, <laughs> that's true. Battle Battle Cat doesn't have to do that. Cringer has to sleep outside, but Battle Cat only shows up for the fun. Do you think He Man just falls asleep sitting on top of Battle Cat, just like sitting upright when he needs to sleep? Does He Man need to sleep? Does He, he Man need to sleep? Oh, I would think so. He Man doesn't Can stick he sleep? around. Yeah, when... like what what happens when he turns back into Prince Adam? Does he have to like do something? <laughs> Yeah, we don't ever see him power down. This is wear off. We've never seen him power down. Does he get like a headache for a little while or not even that? Yeah, because like, I don't know. I don't know. Questions Can can he just always stay human? I wonder if they had a discussion about this. Like, will we ever see him power down or that's not exciting for the kids? That's interesting. Yeah, like he never has to change clothes back or anything. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm, I'm... uh, my theory is is that since he gets power from Grayskull, it just kind of wears off eventually. Like, he has to keep getting power. But does it wear off gradually? Like, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, all yeah. Of a sudden He-Man's wearing pink pants. And he's like, oh, it's happening. Like, if he lets his charge get Well, it's like, like Hulk. You know, 
Yeah, he gets he gets super angry and turns into the Hulk, and then it kind of just mm-hmm. wears off. He goes to sleep, and it wears off. Morgan does summon Bakul, and I don't know, what does Bakul look like? He's got some weird ear things going on with his little, like, little... I mean, they're fins, but, like, it's they're, like, sagging. Yeah, they're, like, saggy yeah. gills. Yeah. He didn't yeah. look impressive, which is too yes, bad. Yes, he did not look impressive. When he was saying sea monster, I want to see a serpent. I want to see, like, a... Right. Like he just a, looked like a saggy... Like a papaw wearing a saggy wetsuit. <laughs> and, and it was brown. The most uninteresting color. He was he was a reddish. He was a reddish. Yeah, he was a reddish. Oh, but, I mean, it, <laughs> yes, it was right. not ex- He was an auburn. <laughs> Say it right. He was all one color too, and it was boring. Yeah, and, yeah. And you say sea beast. I want to see like a plesiosaur type dinosaur. Uh, fun fact: I am terrified of seafaring dinosaurs. I just can't think of anything more terrifying than that. Because you you believe they still exist, or or I don't know, or I got chomped up by one when I was a ichthyosaur or something in another life. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> But, That's my theory. But but yeah, I'm terrified of plesiosaurs. Just can't stand them. I mean, like, 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 like if someone came at you with a plesiosaur <laughs> like stuffed animal, you'd be scared. Uh, that's pretty cute. I'd like one of those. Okay. I'm fascinated by them. I'm fascinated. Oh, okay, because okay. right. I was going to say, I'm like, titillated by a plesiosaur. You can't, you can't be too scared of them. It's like one's going to be ringing your doorbell. I'm scared. Here, here's very specifically how I'm scared of them. I'm scared I'm going to dream about them. <laughs> I'm scared that I'm going to get killed by one in my dreams. And maybe it's a Freddy Krueger situation. The, the the plesiosaur is the Freddy Krueger in this situation? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and it's okay. real. And he goes to other people's dreams, too, and tries to steal them. <laughs> I guess. Other, kid, other children who are scared of plesiosaurs. Children and men. so funny. In my life, I would never dream about a plesiosaur. Like, all of my dreams are just, like, real well, life. I try not I'm to dream out. about it. I don't dream about monsters. They're oh not God. real life. Metaphors. You need, to stop Metaphors. Reading, you need to stop reading dinosaur books before you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad move, Will. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Metaphors, symbolism, people. Come on. I got mm. it. I just you're mm. you're associating things or little mm. strange. Like I could usually be like alligator or like bear or like. Anything that's plausible. <laughs> I dream about humans. That's the scariest monster of all. All right. Don't even I know that. how you hunt the most dangerous game. In your you know my life. <laughs> how, how does he man get through? He just busts through the wall. I don't, yeah, something like he that. He just busts through the wall to help. Oh. Two two handed fists. Yeah. Yeah, and then it. we have sorceress. You know, like we've discussed, she's kind of worthless outside of Castle Grayskull, but as a falcon, she is capable of swooping things up with her talents. Yeah, I was surprised she could do anything. I guess as long as she's in eagle form, she can at least do eagle outside. Yeah, of she can do school. talent work. I'm so. gonna see. I'm gonna see laser eyes out of her. That would be good. Uh, yeah, out, I get, out yeah. of the eagle. So she knocks his spear that has the crimson pearl on the ground. So Bakul's all just nuts now because he can't be controlled. And uh, so Merman's in trouble, and He Man goes and saves Merman because that's what kind of man he is. That is, and you know, for one moment, I was like a little bit emotional because. You know, when he man like, they were like, why'd you do that, he man, you idiot? And he says, any life, even an evil one, is worth saving. I appreciate that, too. Paul Dini. I know. Well, and I was like, that's so beautiful, he man. 
And then, like, five seconds later, they're like, Tila, here's the story of your origin, but guess what? Erase her mind right now so she'll never know it again, and we won't speak of this again because you can't know right now. Blah, we didn't tell Tila. And then I got so mad. Yeah, so mad. The sorceress won't well, say it's her. Because yeah. it's, yeah. Sorcer- sorceress is her mother, if we didn't pick up on that. So, why can't she know? Well, the cool part was the sorceress mm. said that Tila is going to grow up to be the new sorceress, which I thought was really cool. Well, that is very cool, but it's not cool anymore because she don't know. So how is she ever going to... <laughs> it was kind of cruel that they... Anytime you're taking people's memories away from them, that's kind of messed up. I don't like that. I don't like that either. You're taking experience away from them. That's like robbing you of the one one currency in life that's worth anything. Well, the, they're just trying to God, protect so her. Because because no. wait, wait, what if she gets captured by Skeletor or something and gets Lies tortured? Lies don't protect anyone. What is A it? live what? omission. Tell Tila. Tell Tila. Tell Tila. Tell Tila. You hear that? You hear the crowd? I hear, I hear Do you that. hear the din of the crowd demanding that they tell Tila? That's what people have to do in Eternia because there are no people in it. <laughs> that just sounds like the background of like a baseball video game Nintendo. They just go... <laughs> and that's, that's the people in the background. It yeah. was the roar of the rabble and they're mad because you didn't tell Tila. She at least, she needs to be getting some sorceress training so she's ready. Seriously. Oh, she'll be ready. <laughs> Scott is very confident. <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, if she can do it, I mean, she just, just give her a sword and she's like, I'm just going to say these words and holy crap, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's not a lot of on-the-job training there. Uh, so what, what, what would Sorceress's reasoning be? Scott thinks it's so she won't divulge secrets. I'm guessing... Well, no, it's not, it's not secrets. It's just to protect her. So, so she gets like, she gets, say she gets abducted by Skeletor uh-huh. and she, and Skeletor puts the, then she's, she happens to admit that she's the daughter of the sorceress, he can use that against her, use it against He-Man, use it against sorceress, mm-hmm. all the people. So that's a very, yeah. So that's a very strategic reason. I was guessing it's more flimsy and more of like a fate and destiny type reason. Like you can't know until it's time to know, or it will mess up the transfer of power or something like that. Uh, maybe everybody needs to know everything now. Everybody sit down and just talk about everything. And, uh, the, uh, I, I I I do agree that she should know about He Man because I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they sort of just twist the dagger a little bit, like sources like I trust you can keep this secret, man. He goes, Oh, I've had some practice with secrets. I do not like the idea of five people being in a room and having information that one person does not know. That bothers me. Is these are the kind of things that you would dream about? <laughs> this is your plesiosaur. <laughs> it's not right. Tell Taylor. Tell her. Go tell it on the mountain. And so Tila's just left with the idea that her mother loved her very much, which at least is... Well, isn't that wonderful? (laughs) That will keep her warm at night. And then they show that new Uh He-Man animation they made for the fifth time, the one where it's the worm's eye view of He-Man riding away on Battle Cat. I have a feeling we're going to start seeing that in episodes all the time because they bothered to draw it. So so I want to make sure this is in at least five episodes this season. But at least Tila, and I don't know if this is pre, pre-memory wipe Tila or what, uh, gets to deliver today's lesson, which is about how there are different kinds of parents, and it doesn't matter if they were your birth parents or not. 
because mom and dad, it's whoever, you know, like, you know, raises and loves and protects you, blah, 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 which was very sweet. Yeah, I thought, I also thought just the language, the actual sentences that they wrote for her were very good. I thought it was really well said. And I have to, I have to imagine maybe Paul Dini got to write his own more. He, he, surely he wrote the moral for it too. I thought it was really well done. It was a good moral. The moral? Yeah. 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 I liked the moral. Do, 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 you feel, do you feel like they were the, had anything to do with the culture at the time? Like with like a, maybe divorce rates going up or something like that. Maybe so. What, I remember that being a big topic, you yeah. know, in sitcoms and, and kids was, shows. Was, was that more towards the nineties though? No, I think I think it was eighties. We I had think, we yeah. had like Punky Brewster stuff. Yeah, I Webster. remember that being a thing. Yeah, uh, this was right about the time. Adoption stuff was a big deal then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes that make yeah. I guess I guess that's true. That's a good point. Maybe he's addressing something. I give the episode three out of five memory projectors <laughs> because they didn't tell Tila and everything else was, was good and I loved it and I loved Merman and I loved the whole everything and it's the story said Tila's quest and they didn't say that Tila's quest was going to be fruitless. You said love <laughs> and you gave it a three. I loved some things, and oh, then I got okay. very angry about others. <laughs> Rebecca's like that with people. She's like, I love them, but they're about a three. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to be good. Is that is that me? Am I on that scale? I, I get, yeah, you don't know it. You don't know what it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, you know. Sometimes Rebecca and I will go somewhere. I get graded. Like my like 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 you are about a you are about a B B minus there. I just figure you want to know and improve. <laughs> Improve for you or for himself? <laughs> for himself, because you know it'll be like specific yeah, that was, things. That was for me. It's very noble of her to tell me. Mm-hmm. Where well, I it was like it. I appreciate you coming to Walmart with me and my mom, but I did not appreciate how you were looking at your phone and not helping me wrangle my mom because you don't get to escape. You're at Walmart. I don't know how to pick out fingernail clippers. I tried. No one wants to do that. Sometimes we're just handed a task and we have to do it. We can't look at our phone. That's why you got a B minus. <laughs> <laughs> There's options. <laughs> You just pick one, right? Oh, no, because then if you pick the wrong one, then her mom's not going to like it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Did you get, like, the baby clippers, or? I d- don't. Okay. Don't. Don't, <laughs> I get don't, don't worry about it. She oh. goes to her podiatrist across the street from her apartment as, like, a journey every so often, and he just does her nails for her. her he just clips her toenails. Mm, it's the Medicare pedicure. <laughs> You're Medi-Pedi. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. That's amazing. <laughs> and that is my life. I give it a B minus. <laughs> At least it's a B. That's pretty good. Uh, Scott, what what would you what do you give the episode? Uh, I I I liked it for He Man. It was good. Um, three point eight. Three point eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair. I loved it. I thought he did a great job. I would go four point two. Um, I, it was it was well written. A merman was like his was had, had a he had his own fish fish men. Skeletor said, "So be it." We got new animations. Tila was awesome. I didn't like that she got captured. I know it'd be hard to write the episode without the problem there at the end of the second act, but I didn't like that. But she was pretty cool, and I liked seeing she had like a tactical belt like Batman. So four point two. Okay. And now a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And of course, you can download us on iTunes, where you can also leave us a review. 
Reviews help people find the podcast so it can grow. Please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or website, and we can let you know when new episodes are out. Finally, if you have a question or comment for the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks. We appreciate your support. That's our show for today, and we thank you for listening. And please remember, Man in Arms does not want you in his workshop.